And we are live. Hi, everyone. Before we get started, uh, my name is Kat, and this is a special presentation from Clydesdale Media. I um, want to talk to you a little bit about our sponsors before we uh, talk to Kelly here. RX Smart Gear provides world-class jump ropes, grips, and gears for all of us. Use the discount code Clydesdale15 for 15% off your order at rxsmartgear.com. Mobility Movement is a program that teaches you how to increase your capacity to heal, reduce recovery time, and restore your nervous system to peak health. Everyone gets a seven-day trial, and after that trial, our followers will get their first free month when they use the code CLYDESDALEFREEMONTH at mobilitymovement.com. That's mobilitymvmnt.com. And finally, C4 Energy, delivering the most effective, best-tasting, and highest-quality products. Get 20% off when you use the code Clydesdale at checkout at c4energy.com. That's C, the number four, energy.com. And now today on Meet the Athlete, we have Mid-Atlantic CrossFit Challenge semifinalist, Kelly Clark. Kelly, thanks for your time and congratulations. Thank you. Thanks for having me on. Yeah, no problem. Now, you are not a stranger to high-level CrossFit competition. You've been around for quite a while. Um, do you want to give our listeners just kind of a brief uh, history of your competitive pedigree? Sure. Um, I, let's see, started CrossFit in like 2010 and started competing uh, later towards the end of that year. I think it was the first year that Reebok um, sponsored the CrossFit season um, and have historically competed on teams since then, um, mostly been a team athlete. I had one individual year in 2013. Um, but yeah, the team, the team competition was kind of where my heart was at. And um, the, the goal was always to make it to the games. I think I was out, uh, I was out for a couple of seasons with a shoulder injury. Um, but we got really close in 2019. We were second at the Brazil CrossFit championship. Um, and then and that was, you know, the year that you had to be first to go. Um, right, right. That was the first year of sanctionals, right? Where yes. there were no regionals anymore. You had to sort of pick your pick your competition and then win yeah. <laughs> in order to get there. Yeah. yeah. A tall yeah. order. So, yeah, we had sort of a, a heartbreaking uh, loss to Pro 1 Montreal in Brazil. Um, and then... Uh, we put a team together with uh, Elijah Muhammad and Chelsea Nicholas out of Seattle for 2020. And we were at the Atlas Games uh, in Montreal oh. when everything shut down. The world shut down. Yeah. Yep. And we didn't get to compete. Um, and then after that, you know, they changed the rules and um, you, for the teams and, you know, super teams weren't allowed anymore. And um, I did, we didn't have enough people here locally in Santa Cruz to put a team together. So, uh, Figured I'd shoot my shot as an individual and see what happens. And last year um, went surprisingly well. I finished 10th at the MAC, actually, which I'm going back to yeah. this year. Um, and uh, so, yeah, that was really motivating for me. Individual competition was a lot more fun than I expected it to be coming off of um, thinking I would be a team athlete forever. Um, mm -hmm. So I uh, got serious about it and decided to make another run this year. <laughs> What were what were some of the things that surprised you about um, liking individual versus team? Um, I think I thought that I was going to feel really alone. I've always played team sports, uh, water polo, soccer, things like that, um, and I like the camaraderie. I like the um, like the team dynamics are so much more complex and um, 
I don't know, there's a lot more going on, a lot more that you have to think about and pay attention to and manage with the team competition. And so I kind of thought individual would be a little more like boring and lonely and, you know, um, and it it really wasn't that. Um, it, it's still CrossFit. I still love it. You just, you kind of pull other people onto your team um, who help support you along the way. I've made a lot of friends with, um, you know, my other competitors instead, you know, yeah. they're, they're, they're not on my team. We're definitely like, you know, when we're on the competition floor, we're competitors. Um, but I've built a lot of relationships that, you know, make it feel like I'm not just, you know, someplace by myself and isolated in that experience. Um, you know, and I have a really, really awesome support group around me, um, that, sorry, that support my, uh, that support my journey. Um, and yeah. so that makes it feel like I still have a team. They're just not necessarily with me on the competition floor. Yeah. I guess I never really thought about it, but being on a team allows you to be a little less social across teams when you're like in the corral and warming up because it's you, it's sort of like a pack, you know, you guys are a pack, but I guess when you're an individual, it is just you and you have that time to sort of maybe mingle and socialize with the other girls um, behind the scenes. Yeah. Well, at least, I mean, I do, you know, outside of the event. Um, I, I definitely can't say that I'm social, you know, in the corrals and pre-events. <laughs> I, I have a game face on and so I'm not, I'm actually one of those athletes that my having my team around me helped me take things less seriously and like relax a little bit more. I was always, you okay. know, super serious, you know, very focused competitor. Um, and I, yeah, people tell me that I look angry when I'm in the corrals and I'm not, I'm just focused, but focused. Yeah. <laughs> you, know, you got that face. Definitely. Um, you know, I always thought that that was a good thing to have my teammates around me for, because I had teammates that were, you know, they would, they would joke around and they would, you know, chat with me and take me out of that, like, you know, too serious, too tense, um, space. Uh, and so that actually is something that I have to manage a little bit as an individual and make sure that I don't go like too deep into that space. Yeah, um, that makes sense too. Who's uh, who's going to be your plus one uh, backstage this weekend or next weekend, I should say. Uh, well, my coach will be there with me. Um, Hunter Wood is a misfit coach. And oh, great. so my coach will be there. My husband will be there. Um, I think I think Hunter is the only one that gets allowed in the corrals with me. Um, yeah. Um, but is is Hunter the one paying more attention during the athlete briefing, or is that you? Is that your role? Are you a details person that loves to get into the minutia of the rules uh, and all that? I am. I, I, I yeah. I, I Hunter will definitely pay attention, and I I actually really like that about working with Hunter. This is the first year that I've worked directly with him, um, and. So I love that he's, he's super detail oriented. He sends me checklists and, you know, all of love the, it. everything. Um, and I love that because that's normally me. Uh, and so it takes some stress off of my plate that I don't have to be, um, I, I can relax a little bit, but I can't turn it off completely. I'll definitely still be <laughs> really focused in the briefings. <laughs> yeah. Um, I had a little trouble dissecting the, your scoreboard, um, your profile on crossfit.com because it looks like you're on the cusp of an age group. Are you squarely in that 35 to 39 division right now? 
I am. I, I turned 35 in March. And so um, technically okay. I could have competed in the age groups. Got it. So you made it to that point and were one of those folks that made a decision to either go the age group route or to stay in the semi yep. final in the individual one. And you chose individual. That, that It just makes it hard to go back and look at your stats because they have everything. Oh. Even from like 2019, it says that you're this master's athlete. And I'm like, she was not right. a master's athlete three years ago. So. <laughs> I know I actually had a problem with that when I, um, when I was registering, it like automatically slots you into the age group category. And I was a little stressed at first. I was like, wait a minute, I'm not competing in the age groups. How do I get out of this? And then you right. Did I, did I sign up for the right one? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Cause you know, the way things are going, you could have just gotten like a, Oh, sorry, you're not going. You, you chose incorrectly. Right. <laughs> that would, that would have been, uh, you know, fodder for some other show probably right. at some point in time. Um, so you've seen the workouts. Uh, how do you feel about them? You're a level two coach, correct? Level three. Level two coach. Level three. Yay. Yeah. So am I. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, so you, obviously you take coaching pretty seriously, programming pretty seriously. How do you feel about the programming for Mac in terms of its balance and, and things like that? Yeah. Um, well, I guess, um, I, I like the program, uh, personally, um, for me, it looks good. I'm, you know, the workouts, um, it's a, it's a lot of squatting. It's a lot of gymnastics. Uh, I love a heavy barbell complex. Um, so yeah, it's great for me. Um, there's, there's definitely some things that I see that are, seem a little bit repetitive, um, Mm -hmm. things that, um, I don't know. I think we're hanging in like four or five out of six events. Um, yeah. Like hanging gymnastics movements. Um, there's a lot of front racking and front squatty things. Um, a lot of shoulders, but you know, um, I think, I think the part that we don't know is we don't know what was set forth by CrossFit, right? What, what did they tell these organizers in terms of the goalposts that they had to sort of stay in between? So it makes it hard to take a critical eye. To, to everything, you know, and yeah. say, well, oh, I don't like it, or oh, it's too much of this or too much of that. Who knows yeah. what was prescribed? Yeah. And as an athlete, I try not to do that a little bit too like too much, especially when I'm competing in the event. Sure. Sure. <laughs> um, you know, uh that's just something that like, look, you you set the task for me and that's what I do. Um, um right. I do not think- wearing your coach's hat. <laughs> right. Right. Um I do think it's interesting. I haven't looked at I actually haven't looked at the programming for uh, some of the other events that have been released. I've really only looked mm-hmm. at like the syndicate and the Mac. Um, yeah. But there seems to be some themes across both competitions. So I kind of wonder, like you said, if CrossFit sort of dictated some of those themes, if that, if that sure. was a, a thing that they did it intentionally. Um, Right. Who knows if they gave them like an equipment list or some kind of modality list and said, you have to check all these boxes. Uh, My, my co-host Scott just jumped in here. I don't know if you can see the comments, but his question is, didn't, didn't she help Dave test last year? I did some testing because you're in Santa Cruz, right? Yes. I did a lot of testing for Dave last year. Okay. Okay. (laughs) Yeah. Um, We were there for, um, I mean, we were, every, every other day, every, we were, I don't know how many, at least like three or four days a week for like five or six weeks, um, before the games. And, um, it was me and, um, Allison Scuds and, uh, my, 
another one of my teammates, Connor Schmitz. Um, we were the three of the athletes that were kind of there through the whole testing process. And then they would, you know, they would fly other groups of athletes in for a week and, you know, then they would leave and they'd fly a new group of athletes. Um, yeah, that was probably the most brutal thing I've ever been through. <laughs> so. I, I, I can imagine. I, I was just, uh, I just noticed something on um, Dave's social on his Instagram just the other day where he had people dropping in from, yeah. I don't know where. And it's almost like he doesn't write the workout in advance. He just sort of says, okay, go run this and then come back. And then they're doing like wall balls and running. And you can tell the girl's coming back and she does, has no idea what's next. And he's like, Mm, do 15 more wall balls. And she's like, you know, I think you'll do four more rounds. And it's just, he's like this crazy scientist, you know, the mad scientist coming up with event. I can only imagine what it was like, you know, to be camped out with him for days on end doing workouts and testing for the games. Yeah. Or the he, open or whatever. It was a, a really incredible experience. Um, and I value it more now, you know, especially since. Sure you know, last year was maybe the last year that we'll see programming from Dave at the game season. Um, but like, it really is incredible how his mind works around programming. Like you just see, he's so experienced and he's, um, there's a lot of intuition, but also he just works really hard. He thinks about things, um, a lot. He's very intentional and very deliberate with how he, put workouts together. I've never had, even, even in like the testing process when workouts weren't entirely finished and um, he was still, you know, tweaking things and um, refining things. I've never had a workout from Dave that I went through and was like, and eh, that wasn't a good workout. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. That's interesting. Yeah. It's, he's sorely missed in uh, in a lot of places. So we'll see how the season sort of pans out. What, um, what are your goals sort of looking forward? Like in the next few years, are you wanting to compete at that master's level? Do you think that's something that you'll be interested in? Would you like to go back to team? Um, you know, that's a good question. Um, I think I've been really focused on putting all my chips into this season and, um, We've we've had some rough conversations about future years, but um, nothing super concrete. We're definitely uh, I, I don't know that I can turn off the competition bug anytime soon. Um, yeah. And I, I, you know, I've I've wanted to go to the games for a long time, so I, I'm I I don't know how much longer I can uh, convince my husband to let me. <laughs> You know, it's a lot. It's a lot. Yeah. I mean, if, if eventually we're going to want to start a family and, um, you know, priorities will shift and things like that. But I think I will, I will probably still find a way to compete and, um, you know, either, either in the master's division or I would love to go team again, you know, although sometimes I think people have this impression that going team happens after your individual career and it's going to be easier and less work than, going individual. Um, and, uh, having been on elite teams in the past, it's not, <laughs> it's, yeah. it's maybe less pressure, but it's so much work to like coordinate between, you know, all four people training times and personalities and, you know, get everything cohesive. You're not just training to make yourself the best athlete. You have to then also train 
to be the best team that you can be. And there's all sorts of team building things that go into that. And that's a lot. It's very time demanding and very work. Into, it's just different. Um, yeah. And but, I, I like to that teams are sort of, and people use them as a building block to get to individual. And then other people use it sort of as an exit strategy to be able to continue to compete and do it. And I get both sides of it. There's, you know, there's benefits to each. I personally like team competitions for myself because there's some rest usually. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I need rest. Yes. <laughs> that's why I'm like, go team for me. Uh, no more individuals. Uh, that's so funny. Um, do you, do you work outside of the gym? Are you, are you employed? Are you full-time athlete? What's your status? Um, so I'm employed with the gym. Um, and that, okay. that is most of my career. So I coach at the gym and then I also write a program for the gym that, um, is it's kind of, it's its own program in collaboration with, the the PT clinic is where we have a gym that's owned and operated by a PT clinic. Um, and okay. so I collaborated with the owner of the PT clinic to write a program that's very, um, it's uh, focuses on like foundational strength and conditioning, um, but then also places high value on injury prevention and recovery work and things like that, which I'm really passionate about. So um, that is uh, my labor of love currently, uh, and it's growing. So that's becoming more and more an, an actual part of my career. Um, that's great. And then, uh, yeah, I mean, I do a couple little things. I, I help. Um, I help run payroll for a couple of companies on the side, just little things. Okay. And, um, yeah, I work with, I work with RPM a little bit. Uh, RPM is locally based in Santa Cruz and they've launched their new Adam platform. So I do some coaching for them as well as I, they sponsor me as well as an athlete, but, um, yeah, so that's, that's most of it. Everything pretty much revolves around training and coaching. Yeah. That's great. I just opened up an affiliate and I have a, my, my philosophy is like prehab and injury prevention. So maybe offline you and I can get together and chat about that. Cause I'm always looking to learn more about it for sure. For sure. Yeah. That'd be great. So before I let you go, let's, um, I want you to talk about your doggy drama a little bit. Cause I'm a dog mom yeah. I agree, and you've been going through a little, uh, a little, some barriers and stumbling blocks with your pup. So what's, what's the latest? Yeah, she's, um, she's great. She's um, just over five months old now. And um, she's just a little love. She loves everyone, all dogs, all people, loves kids. Um, she's definitely still in training. She's like a little too excited um, to meet new people. We've done a lot of socialization with her at the gym. And so she's like, um, she thinks everyone wants to be her friend and everyone will love her. Of course. Speaking. Look, she's adorable. Yeah. Hey. Hello. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> hi. <laughs> but she, great timing. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, but yeah, so she, but she, um, has no sense of stranger danger. Uh, and yes. so we, <laughs> we, my husband had her on the beach yesterday and was throwing a ball for her. And, um, I think they were, they were the only people on the beach at the time, but, uh, another dog, that little golden retriever came down to the beach and she went running over to say hi. They were both <laughs> off leash. Um, and the other dog attacked her. Oh and, no, a golden of all. I know. Things, right. <laughs> yeah. And it's, it's so funny because ours is like, I mean, 
she's still a puppy, but she's a, she's a pity mix. And so um, she's old enough now where some people just see a pit and they're they're scared. Right. He's the biggest sure. baby. <laughs> Most she, of them are. Yeah. And so she, um, yeah, she's, she's, she's the golden attacked her and ripped her ear open. And um, she's, I mean, she's a tough cookie. She was great. She, I mean, she went crying and running to dad and um, there was uh, apparently ears bleed a lot. Uh, oh yeah. They bleed a ton. And then they lot. shake their head and no. it's yep. everywhere. I know. And, uh, you know, the, the other dog owner was like, uh, you know, there, there's like the, the mom, the protective mom in me, you know, like wants to sure. get really upset, but, um, the other dog owner was, I think she was good. She was, you know, really shocked and, you know, apologetic. She, I think didn't expect that of her dog and it right. had happened before. And so she, um, she controlled her dog and, um, you know, they exchanged information and we had to rush her to urgent care and she uh, she had to get put under to get stitches. Um, so last night was a little bit of a longer night than usual. <laughs> right. A little grog, groggy baby. Yeah. I've never, you know, we, we I've ha haven't had to put a dog under before, but I think that was the worst part. She's totally like back to normal this morning. But last night it's she scary, was scary, isn't it? They're just yeah, completely out of it. And what is going on? Yeah, and so very, very whiny, and you know, like what's happening to me. Um, but she's she's good. I mean, two minutes after the dog bit her, she was back to digging in the sand and pulling to go yeah. like the dog that just bit her. <laughs> so, uh, if we could, if we could all be more like dogs, right? Right. Yeah. So, so what are the next? Uh, what does the next week and a half look like for you? Coming leading up to the Mac. When are you leaving? When are you heading out? Yeah, uh, we leave next Tuesday. Training? We leave next okay. Tuesday. Um, so we'll be, you know, testing workouts now that we have the events. We'll be running some things through and just um, making sure my body feels good this week. And, um, you know, we're coming off of like a peak of the training cycle. So I'm going from okay. feeling pretty crushed to like slowly starting to feel better and better each day. Um, and uh, yeah, we'll leave on we'll leave on Tuesday. We'll flush things out on Wednesday, you know, prime my system on Thursday and then be ready to go Friday. That's great. And presuming that you're you're looking for a better finish than next than last year, we're going to get like this year. podium. Awesome. Podium. Yep. Love it. But, love it. Love it. All right. Well, my co-host Scott will be there. He'll be sure to connect with you at the event, and I'll be watching from home on the computer, screaming at the screen to all these folks that we've been talking to. So, wishing you the best of luck, safe travels, happy training, and uh, love on that puppy. For me, yeah, okay? thanks so much for the support. It's great to talk to you. Yeah, you're welcome, Kelly. Take care. Bye.